0: The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everybody, it's Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Welcome to the City Quick Connect podcast, legislative edition. Thank you so much for joining us again. Scott, welcome back, my friend.
1: Hello, Casey. It is a pleasure to be back, of course, after a very successful HLAD week, I think. Yeah,
0: last week was awesome. We had a lot of people attend Hometown Legislative Action Day in Columbia, our one-day legislative conference. Mm -hmm. We heard from a lot of different cool speakers, learned a lot of information, and then um, had our Municipal Elected Officials Institute the following day, last Wednesday.
1: Yeah, big crowd for that. And uh um I only heard good things about both days' events. Appear- so apparently,
0: good. some of the rooms were a little chilly. I think some of them were hot and some of them were cold. <laughs> I don't think there was an in-between. I don't oh think there was a gosh. temperate.
1: Somebody told me, somebody asked me if we were selling air conditioning or if the hotel was selling air conditioning. That's
0: impressive. And Maybe I told her, I
1: said, it. if they're selling air conditioning, I'm buying.
0: Of course. Of course. Because even negative Sub zero temperatures for you, or that's warm.
1: Yes. Well, they're that's not humid. warm. I mean, <laughs> that's it's, humid. Uh, I, it just, it's the point at which I stop perspiring.
0: Which, I,
1: <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. You came back last week from the State House. I think it was Thursday of last week sweating.
1: Yeah, because it was a sweat box outside. Yes. I it thought was, it was
0: quite chilly inside. It was
1: 70 degrees outside oh, and uh, breezy God, coming out of the long. West. So, yeah.
0: Scott, last week. So let's let's talk in general terms, and then I want to really dig into the the subcommittee and committee meetings on the American Rescue Plan Act state allocation. I will tell you that last week, um, a group of mayors that attended hometown legislative action day met, and they said they wanted more. So.
1: More I have money? to deliver.
0: They're my people. No, no. More information.
1: I'm sure they'd take more so money, that's what, too. Well, of
0: course. Wouldn't we all? So that is what um, that's what I want to talk about today. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out our listeners, especially ones that saw us last week at Legislative Action Day and said, hey, love the podcast. Let's talk in general terms. So last week, the House ran through the calendar, worked on the calendar, worked in um, budget subcommittees, continuing that work in Ways and Means budget subcommittees. Last week in the Senate, all of their time was taken up by the legalization of medical marijuana debate. It's Senator Tom Davis from Beaufort, his bill that he has been working on in committee for at least 10 years, um, seven to 10 years, I think. Um, He has been... Uh, Rolling that around with subcommittee members and committee members and um, burning through testimony and just really um, working on the bill and trying to bring something to the floor that they can really...
1: Yeah, I can't
0: think of another pun. Yeah, he's
1: really gotten into the weeds. He
0: really has. He really has. He's he's Um,
1: burning through a lot of uh, favors. So let me let me tell
0: everybody, like I guess, some logistical stuff. The house high on life, high on life, man. As
1: Joni says,
0: Um, he so the house will meet regular tomorrow at noon. The Senate, though, tomorrow will not meet until two p.m. At noon, the Senate Finance Committee plans to meet. And at 2 o'clock, they will go into session, and they hope to start working through the many amendments on the desk that relate to medical marijuana. Do you want to say a word or two about that bill? Yeah, I mean... Just to kind of give everybody a a quick overview of why we are even talking about it.
1: Well, this is week three of this debate on the floor. And um, that's important because this is now the third week uh, spent on one bill on the Senate floor, which means... All other bills that could potentially be uh, brought to the floor and debated aren't. That's not being done uh, because of the uh, occupation of the floor by by the Compassionate Care Act, which is Senate Bill 150. Right. Because of the special order slot, so it takes priority over everything else on the calendar and displaces other other work, except for you know uh, local bills. And there was one day, that, Scott, yeah,
0: where they carried it over, so it did not stay in interrupted debate. Right. Um, if the bill, since it's on special order, if they adjourn in the middle of the debate, it's called interrupted debate right. because the debate was interrupted, and that makes that a priority on the calendar. Right. So when they went in last Thursday, mm-hmm. they went through local bills and um, a couple of resolutions, new bills, and then they immediately got on. Um, Compassionate Care Act.
1: So we got a question from a city last week about what the Municipal Association's position is on the Compassionate Care Act. I
0: would love to know it. Well
1: the Association hasn't taken a position on, on that bill. Okay. We, we are following it. We are monitoring it. We're, we're keeping an eye on it.
0: Watching the debate closely. Yes. Yep. Th-
1: there's only one section and it's a very small section of the bill that uh, touches local government and it, it just says that um, Cities and towns can't enact ordinances that would conflict with the regulations in the, in the statute, in that right. bill, if, they, if it were to pass. And it says that you can't prohibit the establishment of dispensaries. So these. it's a zoning issue. Is well, that kind so, of so what we're talking and, about? And Senator Greg Henry from uh, Myrtle, Beach. N- Myrtle Beach, North Myrtle Beach, explained, explained it this way, and I, I do the same thing sometimes, this would be, if this bill were to pass, this would be a legal business in South Carolina. Right. But so also are strip clubs. Right. You know, so, but cities and towns are able to, they have the authority under the Home Rule Act and Local Planning Enabling Act to zone certain parts of their city and put restrictions on where uh, strip clubs, sexually oriented businesses can locate. Right. So in right. that same vein, uh, this this bill would say these are legal businesses, uh, but the burden for complying with local zoning and land use regulations falls onto the business. So that okay. leaves open the authority for cities and towns to set the rules within their zoning ordinances as to where these businesses could locate. Okay. In addition to all of the restrictions elsewhere in the bill. Right, right, right. That, that, are, that are in there. So I
0: think Senator Davis said last week or the week before, I don't really remember that this is one of the more strict
1: well, or he, more he,
0: tightly regulated yeah. bills he in has, the United States yeah. that he's seen.
1: No, he's he. what he said is that it is the most strict, mm-hmm. if it were to pass, right. this would be the restrictive. most stricter, yep. restrictive medical cannabis law in the country. And that if this one were to pass, it would make the 37th in the country. Oh, also well, majority of some of kind states have, of, have yeah.
0: legalized medi- medical
1: In marijuana. fact, Mississippi's law is uh, much much more liberal really? than this. Yeah. It's I kind mean, of a shock. It's it's a pretty much a free for all in Mississippi from what I can <laughs> nice.
0: understand, but
1: we'll have to go see our good friend Trey Bobinger. <laughs> right, that's
0: right. Trey. Over
1: there in in Oxford I do love Trey. and see uh see what he's got to say about. It. The other thing, the other one uh, piece of the of the medical marijuana bill that we're concerned about, of course, is uh, and this is sort of a, and, and Senator Davis admitted this after Senator Hembry pointed it out to him during the debate twice, actually.
0: And those two, Scott, just just for clarification, they're on the opposite sides. Yes. However, Senator Davis did say last week that he was very he he thanked Senator Hembry for the way that he pointed out the you know the the. I guess the bad parts or the parts that he disagreed the, with or yes. his disagreements the, with the bill. Yeah. He just really appreciated that the way in which he did it. Yeah.
1: Senator Hembry believes there are a number of flaws in the bill and he pointed those out to the body in yep. a collegial, civil Yes,
0: statesmanlike way.
1: Statesmanlike way. It was right. not antagonistic in no. any way whatsoever. Now there was some debate last week that was a little more antagonistic, but right. you know, it was still pretty it was still pretty tame. But the last thing, the only the other thing that we're concerned about is there is a provision, and as I said, Senator Henry pointed this out in debate twice, um, that the local governments could not impose a tax or a fee on the dispensaries if they are established under this statute. And Senator Davis admitted that, that this was not something that he necessarily had paid close attention to, to do, when it yeah. was drafted, and but he understood that, you know, these dispensaries that are going to be for-profit businesses should not be treated any differently than any other right, that's right. business For when it comes business. to particularly when it comes to business license yeah. taxes. So, uh, we hope that they'll make some corrections to that going forward, but at the very least our concerns particularly on that point uh, were raised on the floor during the debate last week. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. So, let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about American Rescue Plan Act. We've always called it ARP. Everybody at the State House calls it ARPA. Um I like ARP better. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go in day order, okay? To We're try gonna, to keep it straight sure. as to what is happening in what chronological order. Just
1: parenthetically, we are not predisposed to sound out acronyms. We just That's name correct. the letters of the acronym. That is correct. And, and, like, Such as M
0: F O C T A.
1: Well, I was going to say, B-L-O-A. we don't say mask. We right. don't call ourselves mask. We right. are M A S C or, or the Municipal, Municipal Association. Association. Exactly.
0: Right, right. So we don't like okay. to like sound them out. I'll
1: close that parenthesis. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, that means it's over. Yes. I can't go any further. So
1: back to the uh, ah. our, um, the A- knew, ARP you, discussion. You know the road I was headed down. <laughs> yes, um, <I> do. <laughs>
0: so last Tuesday, the same day of H and i know several several mayors left um the meeting to go attend this this other meeting but Sen- the senate finance committee met on 952 which i believe is the bill that deals with the american rescue plan act fund state allocation right they adopted an amendment to the bill and passed it out to the full senate can you give us an idea, without getting too far into detail, but giving me enough detail so yeah. I'm satisfied? Yeah. Um, tell me what is in their what is in their recommendation, so, the Senate Finance recommendation. Yeah. So
1: this is the Senate plan, as we know it at this point. Right. The Department of Transportation is going to get four hundred and fifty three million dollars and some change to help the DOT. Make up for the revenues that it has not collected okay. over the last number of years, uh, because certain sales taxes, the EIA, the Education Improvement Act revenue, and the gas tax revenue have not met expectations. In large part because of COVID nineteen, right, right. So, I mean, you could plan
0: for that. For we, you know,
1: day. DOT was expected to receive X number of hundreds of millions of dollars in these tax in these taxes. Right.
0: And nobody was going anywhere.
1: Nobody was driving. And so those revenues fell short, 453 million and some change. So they're going to, they're going to, they're proposing to give DOT that much money to make up that, uh, that deficit. Okay. Then the office of regulatory staff will get $400 million and they'll push all of that towards broadband expansion of broadband across the state. And then the Rural Infrastructure Authority would receive $900 million to go towards water and sewer and stormwater infrastructure purposes.
0: Okay. Is that, Scott, the same? The Rural Infrastructure Authority is that the same recommendation of the three different types of grants?
1: So what RIA has proposed, and it's it's memorialized in the Senate's bill, right? RIA has is proposing to send sixty percent of most of that money. Eight well, eight hundred million of that would go toward the water wastewater projects. A hundred million of RIA's money would go to um, the Department of Commerce for them to use for economic development projects. Okay. okay. So that leaves eight hundred million dollars.
0: And this is all one time money. One time money. This is all one hit wonder.
1: Yep. That would leave eight hundred million dollars for Who the...
0: sang who sang the song um Oh aha. Take on me. Yeah, take on me. Yeah, that was a one hit wonder of the eighties. Yeah, right?
1: that was a uh that was a tremendous breakthrough type video as well. That's right, because when, it
0: was like almost it when, was like anime. When M T V
1: was actually right, broadcasting music videos. Music videos.
0: I think of when I think of non recurring money, when I just hit you're just gonna get this check and that's it. What has so, that
1: got to do with aha and the one hit because wonder? Because they're a
0: one hit wonder. It's a one ah, hit one gotcha. hit money. Okay. Anyway,
1: I wasn't tracking with you there. Eight hundred million would go towards the rur- to the Rural Infrastructure Authority. Of that eight hundred million, uh, let's see here, tw- twenty million would go towards planning grants for very small utility systems. Okay. And very small utility systems are defined as those that are serving um, three thousand customers or less. Small or fewer. water, yeah, small water. Okay. 80 million would go towards um, regional solutions for operations.
0: So combining smaller systems into one larger system.
1: Correct. Okay. And what of that is left, 60% would go to large systems. So big water. Big water, which is 30,000 or more customers. Okay. And uh, 40%... Would go to small and medium systems that okay. are under that thirty thousand mark. Okay, okay. Uh, they're batching. they matching requirements twenty five and fifteen percent if you're big or medium or small. So that's the that's the Senate proposal for that, that we're concerned about. Okay. uh with regard to the infrastructure money the water and sewer money. So
0: Scott with this this money going to these systems this is not a direct allocation this is a grant process
1: yes it okay be so a, you
0: have to apply
1: yeah it'd be a competitive grant process and to help systems and cities and towns with that grant making grant writing effort mm-hmm. five million dollars is being set aside for each of the 10 well, 500 five million dollars total. 500000 a piece would go to each of the 10 councils of governments.
0: So the COGS could help the cities and towns yes. write the grants. Yes,
1: COGS would get 500000 each to help their customers, if you will, to apply for these funds. Okay. This is the Senate plan.
0: Right, the Senate plan. So the Senate plan passed out a full committee last week. It's headed to the floor. I'm going to walk across the lobby. Yep. And for those that attended uh, last week's MEO, Advanced Advocacy and in Intergovernmental Relations, I'm going to walk across the lobby to the other side of the chamber, the lower chamber, the House of Representatives, and I'm going to talk about what ha- what they did. So Escorted last, by
1: our good friend, Representative R.J. May. Absolutely. And, and Sergeant, Sergeant of at Arms. Arms right. Senate Sergeant of Arms. Chuck Williams. Chuck Williams. Chuck Williams. That's right. Yes.
0: Who both so graciously gave of their time. To show our yeah. participants around, and I really appreciate. I saw that. Uh,
1: saw R.J. last Thursday on the state house grounds, and thanked him again for. Oh, how nice. Yeah, he was upset that I was able to walk around the security checkpoint in the block building, though.
0: <laughs> was he not?
1: Yeah. Well, he did, but he was like, "Hey, you get to walk around." I was well, like, "You
0: you have been there longer than him." Uh, well,
1: that's true, but I said, <laughs> "Yeah, I got a credential. Come on, <laughs> a yeah.
0: credential." You just flashed it, and they were like, "No, go, ahead, I go don't, ahead."
1: We don't even flash it. I mean, I told him, I said, "All those guys, they,
0: we, we, they those, all know who." Yeah, you.
1: those guys all know me. I know all them, and they know all the lobbyists. So they're it's like, "Cheers." Those, secu- <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, yeah. Scott. Those, hey, those, how you doing?
1: Look, the House and Senate uh, security detail people are awesome.
0: God, they aren't they? They're Man, they're incredible. They are incredible. Okay, so, so last, now we're walking over to the house. I'm walking over to the house. So last. Thursday after the House adjourned, so last Thursday, midday, I guess, about noon or so, one o'clock, um, the House Ways and Means ARP subcommittee met and talked in general terms about what they were going to put into an amendment and give to the House full House Ways and Means committee this week to consider for their ARP recommendations. Yeah. Walk me through that.
1: So just like in the Senate, the House Ways and Means Subcommittee is proposing to send the DOT the same $453 million okay, okay and change.
0: Talk about flush with cash.
1: Yeah. They're going to send, they're proposing to also send ORS, uh, o- Office of Regulatory Staff, the mm-hmm. same $400 million for One, broadband. Wonderful.
0: Okay. So desperately needed.
1: But then they're proposing to send $100 million to the Office of of Resilience. Okay. What? Well,
0: Can you tell me what that is?
1: So the Office of Resilience is a fairly new state agency that was created a couple of years ago to address the problem of recurring flooding in South Carolina. So as a result of storms uh, that are, in my view, a result of climate change. Right, of course. And so...
0: Really, I don't op- want to get into that the, on today's no, podcast. No, we, won't, we but, won't talk about that. Okay, but, right.
1: but the Office of Resilience job is to uh, try and buy out. One of the things they do is buy out properties that are flood prone so that people don't rebuild in those spots. And we have to continually you know, pay for them to move or rebuild or okay. whatever. That's, that's just one example of, of what they do. And then the house is Ways and Means Subcommittee is also proposing to send eight million dollars to the Department of Administration to pay Guidehouse, who is the consultant that the state has been using since the CARES Act days, right, to administer, help the state administer all this federal money that's coming into the state.
0: Haven't haven't we? Well. Well, haven't we paid, haven't we used enough money to pay consultants? Can't we just get this in the hands of people that actually are contractors or projects that actually need it?
1: So, Representative Gilda Cobb Hunter raised that question and raised that objection. Um, And then, Representative Leon Stabernakis from Charleston made the point that, look, you know, as he understood it, and this was confirmed by the staff in the subcommittee hearing, that this eight million dollars is basically just a, a set aside. It's an allocation that will be drawn down as Guidehouse does work and bills the state. So his point being, the entire eight million dollars may not be used. It may not go to Guidehouse. So, but that's that's just listen. The I could debate you problem.
0: all day long about why that eight million could be used for other transformative projects. Well,
1: we could debate that, but we won't do that today.
0: We could. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct.
1: So then we get to the Rural Infrastructure Authority. The House okay. is proposing to also provide RIA with $800 million. Okay. Okay. They would provide grants of up to $10 million to large, medium, and small systems under the same definition, Those that okay. 30000 right. plus or minus. Right. Right. The same twenty-five and fifteen percent match requirement, but in, if the system is a large or a small, um, and it's in a tier three or four county, then it would also get some priority consideration. Okay. Okay. That's not in the Senate
0: plan. Okay. And what is a tier three?
1: Tier three and tier four counties are a a designation in South Carolina of the uh, lack of economic activity in that county, poorer counties across the state. And then for the very small systems, just like the Senate, the House is proposing $20 million for these small systems to do planning grants and then $50 million for these regional projects. And when after the subcommittee hearing, we, uh, I was walking back across the statehouse grounds with Bonnie Ammons. She's the executive director of the Rural Infrastructure Authority. Right. And I asked her about this $50 million in terms of uh, this $50 million for this re- these regionalization projects. Okay. And I told her, I said, Bonnie, you know, look, that's all well and good, but is this money going to go toward actual things that will push these systems or get them – Physically moving towards right. reg- regionalization, I said. Right. You know, if the bigs takes the smalls, that's great. That's fine. Um, but, it, or is this money going to go just towards plans that are going to go up on a shelf and never get executed? She exactly. says, no, Scott. She says, this is money is going to go towards plans of regionalization that have been discussed and are already, you know, at a point to where they just need some funding. Okay. And she gave the example uh, the ones town,
0: that are already kind of teed up, yeah, but they're just waiting on some money to pay for precisely. it. Precisely, okay.
1: And, and, and uh, the perfect I example that. of that is the town of Carlisle, the town of Lockhart in Union County. Uh, those two small towns have water and sewer issues. They are rural, rural and isolated, but they can and need to uh, consolidate their operations with the city of Union. The city of Union's already done a lot of excellent work with those two towns independently and they've done the best they can with regard with the money that they've had Uh this 50 million uh allocation that's in the house plan anyway uh, would really go a long way in helping them truly integrate and regionalize and help those two small towns provide better quality water and wastewater services for their, and those for three their towns
0: residents. are up in the Catawba region, right? Aren't they in Cherokee County? They're in Catawba or? County. Okay. No, they're in Union County. Union County. Union okay, County. so close mm-hmm. in the Catawba region. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so, uh, Carlisle's actually well. Carlisle and Union are both on the Broad River, uh, and Union, if, of course, is further west from there. But um, they those two little towns need the help, and she also mentioned a couple of other projects that I was uh, aware of so that made me made me feel better because yeah. I was I was re- I was really grumbling about yeah you, the potential yeah. for putting that money into plans that don't ever see the light of day you right
0: know? no I agree it's kind of like putting it in there for consultants I know well, that you need help right it's
1: okay I mean but you, but, you know con- you got to have the consultants um, and there are lots of good ones out there who could and should be paid with this money to move these towns forward, and right? Hopefully, um, hopefully it'll go. But we, go we right this direction. is
0: almost like a once in a lifetime opportunity for a transformation of a water system that could that could help.
1: Well, it's millions
0: it, in the future. It's
1: certainly unprecedented in, in my twenty some odd year career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's definitely a, a generational kind of thing.
0: So last week was a was a big week for ARP state allocation. Um, a lot of things happened, and I expect this week we're going to see even more movement. It looks to me, and I haven't discussed this with any with anybody, but it looks to me that they're trying to get these bills done before the state budget.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting because um, you know we've been told at one point that there, that the House in particular was interested in running the running the budget and this money concurrently. But mm-hmm. you know, logistically, I, I did not, I could not see how it would. How they could do both at the same time, right? Right, but and that it, it's playing out so that they're they're pushing this out first, and, and it's got to d- be. I mean,
0: it's going to cause some debate. I mean, this is going to be. I'm not sure it'll be long and you know heated, but I, it's going to cause some debate because everybody has their um, opinions about where this money should be well, sent. Well,
1: so you have two arguments. So we'll talk about the water, and, water and sewer money in particular. You know, there's a there's a, a theory, uh, there's a school of thought that says the majority of the money and in the House plan, six, I'm sorry, the Senate plan, 60% goes to the large systems. Right. Because they serve the most residents across the state. Okay, I, I can get that argument. But the other school of thought is because this money is so potentially transformative, it should go to those who need it the most. Mm-hmm. And that is not necessarily the larger water and sewer systems across the state right okay so that will play out in debate at the committee level and certainly on the floor but if i had to guess i would tell you that there's probably not going to be a whole lot of movement towards changing what we've seen what we saw proposed last week
0: because it looks like that there's a lot of uniformity there like there's a lot in common there's, there's some differences yeah, but there's there's a good bit there, so there's
1: there's a, uh, there's a lot of agreement between the two proposals there's also a lot of agreement on the subcommittees i think and well on the subcommittees and on the committees based on the work that they have done prior to this point so you got to remember that we have been engaged in this discussion about these funds since Last August, when did we help the gov convince the governor to go ahead and draw down the It was in the fall. It was late. I mean, early fall, maybe. So, I mean, we've been having this discussion since then. Right. And the, the general assembly, their committee, their committees, their, their finance and their ways and means subcommittees have, have been gathering information and testimony just about continuously since, since last fall. So, um, I think they they feel like they're probably in a pretty good position, right. and that's why I'm not. I don't think that there will be a dramatic changes to the two proposals. Right, and, that and if I would have to
0: guess, week. if I were if I were a political hack, I would guess that they would probably like to avoid a conference committee. I mean, do you think that's inevitable?
1: You know, I, I don't. That's a good question. I, I I do think that the the department Department of Administration. Allocation proposal in the House plan. Uh, if that stays in there, then yeah, that'll definitely throw it to a conference committee. If yeah. I, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah. But it may not.
0: And it, you're not a betting man, are you?
1: No, I'm not a. I'm not much of a a wager myself. Right. <laughs> you know, if I if I go to the casino, I follow uh, Doctor Slatton's mom around and play the nickel slots. Oh, is she good? Well, no, I mean, Mimi's good. <laughs> Well, you know, the disappointing thing is now you don't even have to have coins. It's just a it's just a plastic card you put in the machine and Yep,
0: every technology, man. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know. It's
0: taking everything away from it's us. It's no good. It's given us everything, but it's taken it all away. I
1: I don't ever go to the casino.
0: Um I've never been to one before.
1: Well, I, I've Isn't been i been when we went to Vegas, but I mean, you know, that was 25 years ago.
0: Um gosh, what was I doing 25 years ago? I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It's just a wee tot. I don't. Hear um it. Anything else, Scott? On last week, this week is a little bit different. Tomorrow, with the different um, Senate times coming in, but I expect the same. Um, we're we're getting close to having full Ways and Means start to consider the budget. Yeah, we're gonna have these bills, these ARP bills, will likely be on the floor. Yeah, um, especially in the Senate since they've already passed it out of full committee. But we're we're looking at a lot of things that are gonna start speeding up here. A well,
1: if we can, um, if we can put out the the burning end of the medical cannabis debate, then uh, perhaps we could, perhaps we can get on to it. The, hope, pun, the puns just happens.
0: keep coming, don't they? <laughs> they just keep coming. Um, well, thanks for joining me again. Thanks for the explanation. I hope this helps. And I hope that, um, I hope that our folks know, our members know that if they're listening to this today, they still have time to call their house and senate members and let them know if they agree with this plan yeah. or if they don't agree with this plan and i think that's a critical
1: That's a really good point. That's a
0: critical part here that we need to make sure everybody knows.
1: Yeah, I'm, because there's been hardly there's been no details. It's all been right. concepts very, at this point. Very
0: recent. Now we, we got have, the details.
1: Now we have a little bit more meat on the bones that we can uh, start chewing on. Right. So uh, if you're not, sorry, I mean, you know, they just, I know you I can't, can't help, help yourself. It. No, I get it. Uh, talk to your House member, talk to your Senator, particularly if they're on the Senate Finance or the House Ways and Means Committee. Let them know how you feel about it. I mean, I have my own personal opinions about how these allocations should go. Um, but, you know, whenever we have approached legislators about putting more money towards local government projects, they, you know, rebuff us by saying, well, you got your own ARP money and we expect you to have skin in the game. So, and that's fair. I get it. That's why there are these match requirements in here. But, um, you know, I just, I just want to see this one time generational money go to things that will, in fact, help lift up our cities and towns that, that truly need the help. Right. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Everybody, I'm going to say the same thing over and over again that I keep saying, and maybe maybe we'll get there. Um, wear a mask if you're in crowded public places, um, indoors. Please get vaccinated if you choose to do so. Get your booster if you choose to do so. Um, wash your hands and stay healthy and safe, and can't wait for another in-person meeting, big in-person meeting in Charleston in July. Take care, everybody.